Hello everyone, this is Editing Brenna here. So we have a few notes just before we get started with the episode that I know you guys have been waiting for. So first of all, I just want to, for context, flag that we recorded this episode back in about March 2023, and uh, obviously it is now uh, almost the end of July 2023, so I'm going to take total blame for that. It was my turn to edit, and life has just been crazy in a good way. I'm a grad student, I'm traveling a lot, I got a lot going on, so it was just hard to find time to edit this. Emily helped me, which was super nice, but so sorry, but um, because of that, there may be some things that you're just like, this feels outdated, and that's because, yeah, this was March when we recorded this, so when we talk about, like, meeting each other for the first time, that already happened. Go check it, check it out on our Instagram, um, stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I apologize once again. So then the other thing about not recording since March is that we've missed a lot of birthdays. I, I listened to the last episode, and I don't think we've talked about any birthdays in 2023 at all, so we're just going to go through and read all of the birthdays we've missed this year. So, first of all, happy birthday, Jade and Nikita Ramsey, who uh, play Piper and Patricia. Their birthday was February 10th. Alex Sawyer, a.k.a. Alfie, his birthday was February 13th. Poppy Miller, a.k.a. Vera, uh, her birthday was February 28th. Clarissa Clayton, who is Joy, her birthday was March 9th. Julia Dakin, a.k.a. Mrs. Andrews, her birthday was March 15th. Paul Anthony Barber, that's Mr. Sweet, his birthday was March 18th. Animal Boy 10, Amber, her birthday was May 8th. Bobby Lockwood, a.k.a. Mick, his birthday was May 24th. Francis McGee, that's Victor, his birthday was June 7th. Eugene Simon, who plays Jerome, his birthday was June 11th. Louisa Connolly Burnham, um, that's Willow, her birthday was June 23rd. Natalia Ramos, that's Nina, her birthday was July 3rd. Gwyneth Powell, who plays Gran, her birthday was July 5th. Alexandra Shipp, who is killing it in the Barbie movie, her, uh, that's also KT, <laughs> um, her birthday was July 16th. And uh, yeah, those are the ones we missed, so... Happy birthday to everyone. I also just wanted to take a moment to acknowledge the strikes that are happening in Hollywood right now, both for the writers and the actors unions. We had a quick little discussion about this as a podcast, um, trying to decide where we fit into all of this. Obviously, none of us are professional actors or writers or anything, so we're not in the unions, but we still wanted to respect the strikes because we do support all of these people that create all of our favorite things. We decided that we felt comfortable still moving forward with the podcast. Um, one, obviously, we're not posting super consistently, so maybe the strike will be over by the time we film our next episode. Who knows? Um, but because House of Anubis is a show that is no longer being produced, it's not like a new streaming show or anything like that. Um, and also that we are doing this as a fan-made podcast. We have no affiliation with Nickelodeon, Paramount+, Plus, Viacom, anything like that. We felt like we could still move forward as a fan-made podcast. If you feel it differently or maybe you're in one of these unions and you um, can educate us on maybe why we shouldn't be doing this, please feel free to send us an email, slide into our DMs. We are open um, to those kinds of discussions, but we just wanted to address that in case um, anyone did feel like we were crossing the picket line. But overall, I think all three of us are in solidarity with these groups and we hope that they're able to have their demands met by these studios. But anyway, without further ado, here, finally, is our season two finale recap. Sabrina. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Anubis Backwards Podcast. It is the season two finale, finally. We've waited two years for this episode. Literally, I was on my Snapchat memories the other day, and it was like two years ago, and it was the episode when Eddie comes in. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. Thank you for sticking out with us as we uh, slowly finish this podcast. (laughs) It's called Quality, Not Quantity. Yes, correct. (laughs) But anyway, I don't think we have any housekeeping, right? 
I left that blank. Uh, nothing. Is anyone in anything? I mean, I don't. Not that I can think of. I think like anything new, we, like anything that we haven't talked about. I mean, I think Louise is doing something with Byron's, but she had a Kickstarter, but that's oh. over. Well, I, know I think they're dropping. Brad's like killing it with Flint right now too. They're like touring. If you live in the UK, go see Brad. Alex is still in Hamilton. Deserved. Yeah. All right, so here we are. Um, thank you, Emily, for pointing out in my notes that I totally forgot about the iconic <laughs> intro, which is shame. It's been too long. <laughs> uh, I actually would like to say this is the last time we will see Nat in the intro. Um, I thought also maybe Anna, but I did watch the season three premiere, and Anna was still in the season three premiere's intro. But it's our last intro with Nat. So sad. Our fearless leader. So. Nina. When season three started, did we know she was gone? Nat or... I think we did, because she announced Yes, it. and I think we knew Anna was Okay, because I was like, other... Yeah, because I remember with Anna, we'd, when they were filming, we'd see everyone was filming, and Anna was, like, off in, like, Spain or something, and we're like, where, like, where is she? Why isn't she filming? So I think we all kind of knew. I say, like, otherwise, like, her not being in the intro would be like, oh, what's going on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, they had announced um, Allie and Louisa, so I think it. I think are Allie and Louisa in the beginning of season three intro, or not until they start? Um, so the uh, intro was alphabetical. I saw Louisa, and I stopped. I literally stopped watching the second I saw Anna because I just wanted to know if Anna was still in it. And I think I'm pretty sure Allie. Allie's in the intro. Like, there's clips of her of KT, so I assume her. She's got like a character card mm-hmm. too. Like ninety nine point nine percent sure she does. It'd be silly if she didn't. That makes sense. Yeah. I also think it's funny though that they kept. I, I have think... to. Uh, we'll have to revisit this once we get to Anna leaving. But I think it's funny because I do think they pull her out of the title. That they kept Bobby in. Didn't they keep Bobby in the entire season two intro? They kept Bobby in the entire season. Yeah. Just for the me. Entire season two. <laughs> Even though he's barely in it. Bobby's in season two for like ten episodes, but they kept it. <laughs> They're like, as he should. Ah, uh, our man. We'll keep him. Still a main character. But anyway, so this episode really just like jumps right in. I was a little like thrown off when it first started because it really just jumps in in the middle of a scene, and I was like, did I did I start in the middle on accident? But I think because the season two finale was technically like an hour long finale, it really like connected well with the last yeah. episode. Um, so they are. In the tunnels, Fabian is begging Nina not to put on the mask uh, while Sankara is whispering to her, put it on, put it on. And Nina's like, I have to, and puts it on. So, like, it, we really just, like, get right into it. I said something serious, like, similar, because I'm like, it's one of those things where I'm like, I remember this happening, but I don't remember, like, us watching it for the podcast. That yeah, sense. that's how I feel. It, like, really just, yeah. like, went well. <laughs> Yeah, it started and I wrote, this is immediately just opening on the drama. It was just like, it must have flowed better when they aired it as like a the episodes back mm-hmm. to back. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Because we would have like just seen that scene and then like probably took a commercial and came right back into it. I mean, even but, if they broke yeah. it up, it only would have been like a day between episodes. Yeah. Whereas it's not like, oh, we haven't recorded in two <laughs> yeah. months. oops our bad (laughs) so Nina puts on the mask and nothing happens and Sankara is like you're not the paragon and then disappears and gets all mad so then everyone's uh, marks start hurting so I think Sankara is like maybe trying to kill them through the mark I don't know they don't really explain but then Nina's locket starts glowing and she realizes that the 
mask that she has is fake and she starts begging Sankara to come back and she's like we'll find the real one like don't kill us Uh, this entire thing is just so dramatic and for what like there's a lot happening and you know I think it was this one and not the note next like below it but there's a moment where in this scene or either like the next one where Joy just looks like vaguely confused and I don't know why it, it sent me (laughs) <laughs> well she's probably like she doesn't have a mark no right? everyone else does yeah so no. they're all probably like oh, oh my god and she's like huh are you guys good <laughs> so um a clue emerges from the mask and i did not write down the clue sorry but um they realize that there's a part of it that says hidden for all to see and they're like oh that must mean the, the mask that's in the exhibition the replica one that the replica is actually real we have to go get it Vera upstairs then enters the library with Rufus and Jerome and Sabuna was about to enter the library, but they see them through like the little vent in the tunnel and they're like, oh crap. And they like go back the other way. And then Rufus asks Vera to show him the tunnel um, uh, just as Sabuna is like making their exit. Um, Any note from this point on, I took at 2am. So 2am me is just like, wow, Vera is a terrible house mother. Just letting this whole Jerome hostage. (laughs) Like I was genuinely sitting. True, you would never. I'm literally just sitting here watching this and I was like, wow, she's really bad at her job. Not even like a... Bring Trudy back. (laughs) Not even like just, okay, we got what we needed from him. Let him go now. Like, because they kind of had gotten what they needed. She had to like blackmail like Mr. Sweet into hiring her and just like t- t- took all the rest of everyone's <laughs> resume so she's the only I mean you're not wrong but it was still I don't know why it's who I am I was like wow she's not even like trying <laughs> so now we're at the prison where Poppy is in tears making a speech for her dad's hearing when she finishes she tells Mara she can't believe Jerome would let him down like this and then Mick under his breath kind of goes I can and Mara just like snaps at him and so I'm sad because mom and dad are fighting. Um, I feel like we touched on this last episode. Uh, Mick really just wanted to spend time with Mara but this was not it. This was not the time or the place. No. Yeah. I just said Poppy like sad face. I felt bad for her. She clearly was having trouble getting to the speech and then I said LOL Mick because it was kind of funny that he was shooting yeah. Jerome. <laughs> like, I'm like kind of like is he wrong though you know like <laughs> <laughs> like well in this situation like it's not really Jerome's fault because he did in fact get kidnapped right <laughs> that's true yeah and like this probably wasn't the best situation to throw shade at Jerome so like I get Mara being mad but still funny I also get Mick making this sassy comment so back at the house Victor is in his office analyzing the clues again and then he decides he's gonna go back in the tunnels to look at the mask one more time I don't know if we've discussed this or the show has spelled it out for us but does Victor know Nina's the chosen one or does he just think she's an annoying girl who keeps meddling in his business? Like you I feel like he has to know, right? Like <laughs> like it I don't I know. He knows there's it, something. It feels going. obvious, but also like if it wasn't Joy, we would you know what I mean? It's one of those things where it's That's it's fair. Like, but also that kind of circles maybe- back to the whole reason nina the reason the show gives us that nina leaves in season three like if they knew nina was the chosen one i love how i'm like i don't want to spoil this because we're on season two but like if they knew nina was the chosen one then eddie would not have shown up in season two which leads me to believe they didn't know and they just are under the assumption she's just annoying and keeps meddling it's a good point and then they probably realize it (laughs) they just think these kids are just like they just realize it in this episode Hmm, that is a good point 
it seems like at the end of the episode when Eddie and Mr. Sweet are having a conversation, I guess we can talk about it then, is that like Mr. Sweet might know stuff about Eddie? Yeah, that yeah, because he's gonna like explain stuff. So that also leads into my Rufus's Mr. Sweet stab theory, but we're not this is not the time or the place for it. <laughs> Soon. Soon we'll get there. I have a lot of theories. A lot of them are conspiracy theories. I go off at the very end of this episode so, where I'm like, you know what? So yeah, be prepared for that. Let me <laughs> the last note I have for this episode. <clears throat> So Alfie and Patricia lead Eddie back into the house. He asks if they can hear voices, but Patricia tells him he's probably just concussed still. Then Victor rushes out the door um, without really interrogating them. And they're like, that's weird. Um, Eddie, my boy. And then I said, Patricia gets a brain cell for a believable lie. Because that it felt like a believable lie. Love that for her. So clearly it's been a while since we watched the last episode because I said, wait, when did Eddie have a concussion or is Patricia lying and telling me he has one? Did he get a concussion or Mr. Sweet? Like he was like in the shed? Yeah. I, Not Mr. Sweet. I think Rufus, Rufus clunked him on the head. Because remember when they pulled oh. the, the whatever off of him, he was kind of like confused. They think, yeah, it was Eddie. I thought it was Jerome and he was just really confused. So I think he got hit by Rufus. Yeah. I, uh. I still don't get... I literally thought Patricia. If you have two teenage boys, how neither one of them could have just taken on Rufus. I just. Um, I guess they were scared because Rufus could be more dangerous. Like he could have weapons. I'm sure he could like whip out a gun or something. <laughs> Whipping out a gun in a Nickelodeon. Well, I mean, way. they don't know they're on a Nickelodeon <laughs> show. So. Yeah, so like Rufus could be more dangerous than like. He could be. He could I'm going do to tweet something them, unhinged. I, yeah, I, I literally thought Patricia was lying to Eddie and telling him he had a concussion and just going to convince him he had a concussion. But I guess he does actually have a concussion. So Alfie starts telling Patricia that he's going to go down to the tunnels, but then he catches himself because Eddie's there. And Patricia tries to remind him that he can't go that way without Nina. But it's funny because like they're trying to talk in a weird code so that Eddie doesn't know what's going on. Um, and then Alfie uses the same weird code and he's like, I'll meet you in this library. And then Eddie's like, I'm concussed, not dumb. And I can like, I know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Uh, you said it, but I'm concussed and I still see through your oh-so-secret code. Like, that line lives rent-free in my head. Any, uh, points that Patricia gets for being good at lying before, I may or may not be taking away from her, because I said Alvin and Patricia went to Nina's bad lying school. Like, the way that they're talking in code, it's bad. It's bad. They didn't even try. No, I agree. They did not try. <laughs> So Sabuna emerges uh, from like the oven tunnel in the kitchen just as Alfie walks in. He updates them on Jerome, but they tell him he's already in the tunnels with Rufus. So then Alfie rushes into the tunnels to help, and then Amber goes in after to watch out for him. And it was really cute because Amber was just like, I gotta like protect Alfie. We love an Amphie moment. Someone told Alfie not to do something stupid, and then Amber said, is Alfie, of course he'll try something stupid. She's not wrong. Rufus leads Jerome down to the tunnels and approaches the mask. Suddenly, Victor comes down the stairs and realizes Rufus is still alive. Rufus says he has a ceremony to perform, but Victor points out that the mask won't work without the third eye, the gem. Then Jerome takes this moment to grab the mask and toss it to Alfie, who runs back through the tunnels. Um, I kind of just talked about this. I still refuse to believe if Jerome tried, he couldn't have escaped from Rufus. Like, you got long legs, buddy. Just one good swing and then you sprint. Um... <laughs> I have the note Jamber here, but I don't know why I wrote Jamber down. 
I don't. They're in the same room. <laughs> that might be it. They're breathing the same. <laughs> they look, they, they mean they were standing next to each they other. They might have actually been standing next to each other. Um, Jamber crumbs. <laughs> um, and then I don't. Amber was also cheering, and I assume it was when Elfie like gets the mask and runs. Like she was like, yeah, yeah. Probably like yeah, Elfie. I can see her doing that. I said, of course, it's the Frobisher gem. Like, what else would it be? Something to do with Frobisher? The Xeno gem. Almost. And then I just said, yeah, because I was, I was happy they got the mask. So Patricia's in Eddie's room explaining everything that went down with Rubus. And they're trying to figure out uh, what he wanted Jerome for. And that's when Eddie pulls the gem out of his pocket, speculating that that's what he was looking for. But then it starts burning in his hand, so he drops it. But when Patricia picks it up, it feels cold. Then he takes it back and the voices start again, but Patricia still can't hear them. So he asks where the chosen one is and um, she keeps repeating, she needs me, she needs me. So like, yeah, um, Nettie Crumbs, because she needs him, just saying. Uh, she needs him. This is one of the few, um, there's like five scenes you can use to make a Nettie edit and this is one of them. <laughs> uh, go subscribe to X Forever Dazzled X on YouTube or um, at Anubis Vibe on Instagram to watch my Nettie edit. <laughs> Um, so middle finger emoji. Uh, I also love how casual Patricia sounds when she's like, yeah, Rufus has no problem with kidnap. Like, just not even like, slut, just, yeah. He, he does the kidnapping. It's true. Um, so Patricia also looks low-key scared. Like, she knows the trouble the Chosen One has brought on Nina, and now her boyfriend is hearing voices related to their shenanigans. I'd be scared too. Yeah. I enjoyed Patricia trying to explain what's going on to Eddie because you realize that this show is just wild. And Eddie doesn't seem even phased. He's just like, huh. And then like, the voices, she needs me. <laughs> well, he had already been hearing voices when they walked into in the house. Head. I'm pretty sure getting slammed on the head by this guy who had kidnapped one of your friends just already kind of breaks in the weirdness that you might find out from your friends that has been going on behind your back. Some good exposure therapy. So in the library, Nina, Fabian, and Joy pull out the replica mask. Amber and Jerome emerge shouting, the third eye! And then Eddie and Patricia emerge with the gem, and Nina realizes that he's the Osirian. She grabs the gem out of his hand, and then he tells her to think about what she's doing. But, like, she doesn't just, like, grab the gem. They like, She, like, grabs the gem, and their hands are touching for a good, like, two solid seconds. And then they look at each other, and they have this, like, instant connection. There's chemistry there. I'm just mad because we were robbed. Like, whether it was romantic or not, like, we missed out on some very good, like, Nina Eddy dynamic in season yeah. three if Nat had come back. I agree with that, but I feel like they would have slid a little bit more into, like, a brother-sister relationship with them because I feel like they were, like, they would have known trying to break up their two big ships if to put the one half with each other would have just... It would have been a riot. I think what they would have done was tease some drama with that. Like there would have been some like tension and drama and Patricia drama. and Fabian getting jealous, but then they would ultimately would have ended up with like Fabina and Petty because those are like yeah. power couples. Yeah. But there definitely would have been drama. It would have been like it would have been the drama with like KT and Eddie sister with Nina and Steph. Well Yeah, which I think would have been more believable. Because <laughs> KT and Eddie but, I was yeah, never because like... KT and Eddie have like I would say not any like romantic tension. I can see it with the net. I said Nettie Summer Romance. Like, I can see there being tension with me and Eddie. Like, Casey and Eddie, it was like, no. Mm -hmm. Those, uh, sorry, those promo pictures where like they're trying to make them look couple are the most uncomfortable looking things I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Nobody looked like they wanted to be there. 
But also, because one of the things I could feel like I could have seen them doing is having them come back from the summer and being like super like besties. Maybe they they spent time together over the summer mm-hmm. because they're like trying to discover their connect, like how their like mythical cre- connection works. And then like Baby and and Patricia would be like, "What the fuck." I feel like Patricia would start it because and then both- drag Fabian into it. I feel like we probably got yeah. like two weeks worth of like them all being catty and then they would have just been like, oh, okay. And that would have been, the rest of the season would have been like any other yeah. little, like, little problem that would have popped up. Yeah. It would have been like, they're both in America and everywhere in America is so close to each other. So they must have been hanging out all the time. <laughs> all Americans know each yes. other. Yes. <laughs> That's true. They can totally see each other, even though Nina's from Ohio and Eddie's from New Jersey. Definitely. Um, also, it's on site, April 14th. Let's go. You can't see me right now, but I'm punching my hand. First thing on our agenda. Have, you're all a brawl behind the public. Emily and I meet for the first time. Behind in the public. <laughs> Can I get a pub? <laughs> Over ten years of friendship, Emily and I start fighting. Laura's just eating her pubs. I just like pop her. Um. So, do we think Nina actually told them about the Osiris thing, or did it just like slip her mind? Because, like, <laughs> it might have slipped her mind. I don't think they have. Like, they don't really know what's going on. He just shows up, and she's like, "It's you," and everyone else is just kind of like, "What the fuck." Like yeah, it's it's <laughs> unless like Sinkara mentioned it in front of everyone. I can't remember. I know what happened in her dream. I feel like Fabian because she, she thought Fabian was Fabian. So maybe known. yeah, but then do you think Fabian remembered to ask Nina about it? Like, hey, uh, this ghost appeared in front of me and my roommate, and she mentioned this thing. What the fuck's up with that? I feel like they've been really busy with um, other mask things, and they probably just didn't get to talk about it. Ever, no one talking about it until like after. Um, yeah. Also, she can't think about what she's doing. She rarely gets the brain cell. I'm sorry to be a hater. It's true. Uh, she's a. She's not a thinker. She's an actor. Act first, think yeah. later. Yeah. But that's why she's our fearless leader. So Fabian grabs the mask, but Nina says it's the only way and places the gem on it. Sankara then appears on the second floor just as Nina puts it on. The mask starts weeping tears of gold and Sankara flies down to take over Nina's body. I really just said shout out to the tears of gold. I'll say it again later. The one, the plot point that they never again mentioned. No. <laughs> but anyway, that is our uh, halfway point for the finale. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we are back. Thank you for listening to our silly little advertisements because they're paying for like probably one meal when we go meet, meet up in Florida <laughs> for Taylor Swift. So thank you. That'll be a good one meal. <laughs> Just one meal together. <laughs> Three years of work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone once asked why we don't quit our jobs to do the podcast. Um, that's why. There was a hot take for this. Is why don't you try to make this a full-time job? Yeah. I would love to make podcasting a full-time job. However, um, we have a very niche niche podcast about house of anubis yeah so we would need a lot more of you guys we would need a lot more of you guys to listen we, we would need like to have like a different topic something more general yeah or like a lot more house of anubis fans maybe if netflix gets five million house of anubis fans they all stream their podcast 
also hate to see say this, but our podcast does technically have an expiration date. Doesn't yeah. mean we'll necessarily go anywhere. We might switch to another show that cast is done. We haven't really, but like once we're done with the show, like we're not inclined to keep going in any way, no. shape, or form. Well, yeah, because then we don't have any more house news to recap. Unless we, A, tried to watch one of the other countries' House of Anubis. That'd be wild if we all watched, like, would, House of Anubis together. <laughs> it would be wild because we've never watched those. Yeah. I feel like that would almost be one of those things where I'd rather us, instead of trying to recap them, or re- we just do a reaction where we all sit together, like, yeah. on a shared screen, and we watch, like, the episode together, and you just hear, like, us discussing this. commentary, topic. yeah. Yeah, because, like, we're going to recap. We don't know what's going on. <laughs> right, Yeah. I think it'd be much harder to take recap notes if we had zero idea what was going on. That's a very good point. I also feel like it'd be much harder to take recap notes having to read subtitles. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I feel like when you're taking recap notes watching a show you've already watched and you can listen to it, like, you can kind of not pay full attention. But for this, we'd almost have to, like, watch it once for reactions (laughs) and once for notes. But uh, yeah, anyway, that's a later problem because we still that's have a whole a later. season. Are you can hear us? Maybe we'll do some wolf blood recapping, but it will just be me screaming out shaman. Does everyone want to hear that? And me forgetting but, exactly but, what happened in this show because I never. But, well, I never Brenna will it. say, I love Bobby Lockwood. He's so cute. And I'll be like, I love Shaman. And that'll be the show. <laughs> It'd be yeah, great. You, when those wolf blood promo picks came out in 2012, like 17 year old Brenna lost her mind. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, also, can we really subject poor Brenna to another show where Bobby eventually leaves? <laughs> is it the last season? Is this? Well, Bobby. No, was he in Bobby... season three? No, he leaves in season, season three. three. Then we so do all the people I like. I don't. Want... <laughs> so we just have to recap three seasons of Wolf Blood. No, Bobby doesn't leave. Bobby does not leave at any point in time. No, Maddie leaves in the end of season two. Season two, okay, right, season, yeah. But Bobby does not leave. He's still there, so it's fine. But Bobby starts acting like an asshole in season three is what I'm going to say. So mm. Brennan might want to fight me because I'm going to be like, it is fucking like such a fucking asshole. He treats Tom like shit. He treats shit like shit. I have thought this is not a Wolf Blood podcast. I don't think I even watched season three, so maybe I'll agree with you. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll find uh, out. I think happen being like angsty like my girlfriend left i'm gonna be angsty and he starts acting like a dick to all of his friends mm-hmm. like why are you acting like a dick they didn't do anything to you yeah really in. <laughs> they try to mm. help you all the time <laughs> all right so what about mick what's mick up to yeah mick is mick also to? getting treated mick is getting treated like shit really and acting yeah. like an asshole mick did nothing wrong in his life it's true it's true <laughs> mick's just vibing <laughs> the whole time <laughs> Mick is just, he like, I had to like throw hands with someone on Twitter the other day. They were trying to come for Mick, and I was like, "Do you know who you're talking to?" I feel like Mick hasn't really done much bad. Yeah. I agree. What's he's they just trying there. to come to Mick for? They were someone was trying to tell me like Mick is so annoying, and I was like, "I don't know who are you." First of all, and I'm like, "Do you know who you're talking to?" <laughs> the number one Mick fan. Like, of all the characters, probably because they don't give Mick any plot lines. Like Mick really hasn't done anything wrong. He was like a little bit like annoying towards Alfie because they were in like love triangle drama clearly in season two they're besties now clearly making out anyway best friends i know we'll get to that but for right now nina has been taken over by sin Cara, and she starts climbing the stairs to the second floor <laughs> fabian tries to stop her so then sin Cara launches this weird like ghostly fireball thing at fabian and then joy goes no fabian and jumps in front at the last second and takes the hit falling to the ground uh, my first reaction was like uh they all like jump down to help her and the first one to go joy and help her was jerome so 
Joy crumbs. He knew. So I was taking these notes pretty late last night, and I just said the level to which I'm not awake for this right now. Like, I was like, not awake. And then I was like, oh, wait, I need to take podcast notes. So I started taking podcast notes, and then all this stuff was happening. I was like, I am not awake enough to, like, mentally process what is going on. (laughs) Too much is happening. I love the duality of us because i took my notes literally in the middle of the night and i was like there is a lot happening and i just every stupid thought that entered my brain i put on these notes some of these are (laughs) stupid like 8 a.m thoughts too so you'll get we'll get to some of those later again and i should i should always be allowed to take notes either really late at night or in the middle of the night because i just every thought that enters my brain i'm like oh my god someone needs to hear this the only time I'm like that is if I drink before I take notes. And then I write things like, let's go, bestie. <laughs> TBT, your drunk Snapchat filter. And oh my god. You know, I'm like, I was like, they're going on ex- exhibition. <laughs> oh, never gets old. After we go to Epcot, then uh, you can ask me my opinion of the House of Nubis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great, I will. We'll be in the UK. Instagram live. Instagram live in the UK part of Epcot live after we have uh, some drinking around the world in (laughs) some flowers. You'll have me from Wisconsin, like two hundred percent, like sober after like five drinks. Like, (laughs) let's go, bestie. Laura on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) One margarita last time we were at Epcot, and I was (laughs) gone. Um. So rest in peace to Joy because she will never turn 21. She's just got killed <laughs> by Nina. Well, she doesn't have to turn 21 in the UK. She only has to turn 18. She still didn't make it. She got killed by Nina. All right. So Eddie starts hearing voices that are saying Sin Cara's crown. So then he goes and grabs it from the box, holds it up to Sin Cara and says some like Egyptian chant that I listened to twice and I decided I couldn't make out but he says something like i banish you blah blah blah, and then sankara disappears my boy has had powers for all of five minutes and here he goes trying to banish demon ladies like good for him the confidence of a white man because (laughs) that's what they all should have been doing this whole time right yeah rufus comes in still trying to get the mask from alfie but then he sees the true mask is on nina so he runs upstairs nina tells him he can't wear it but victor steps in and is like just let him do it I just love the chaos of this scene. And I know this isn't like anything new, like other TV shows do this too, but I love when like there's different parties that are all over the place and they oh, all yeah. end up like meeting together. I think it's so fun. And then I was like, I wonder where Mick and Maya are right now. Are they still at the hearing? Are they just like, <laughs> they're, they're probably like, where are my friends? <laughs> Where's everyone? Where? Like they get back to the house after the hearing and they're like, where did everyone go? <laughs> there was literally just so much happening in the scene. Again, there's just a lot that happens in this episode. That's why it's the finale. I remember getting to this point too, like before the finale and being like listing all the things that needed to happen within an hour. And we were like, how are they going to pull this off? But this this is how. Or they probably like missed things too, I'm sure. Because, you know, the show loves a plot hole. But mm-hmm. here we are. As we'll discuss at the end of this episode. Yeah. So Rufus puts on the mask and says, prepare to step down before me, mortals. And then a fiery pit opens up below. Sankara reappears and takes over Rufus, pushing him into the hole. It disappears and the mask is left behind. I was just thinking how funny this must have been to film because like when he's shouting like prepare to step down to me or bow down to me mortals like it sounds like it makes sense because they've got this like dramatic music playing in the background but I'm just imagining being in like a quiet set and just this guy just shouting like prepare to bow down like I would have been it would have been so hard not to laugh so like good for them. 
And then we love uh, Rufus getting sent to hell on a Nickelodeon show. Bye, Rufus. Mm-hmm. Getting sent to hell, but in a Nickelodeon way. Yep. Victor really said, let him die. You know what? Good, good for Victor. <laughs> good for Victor. Someone had to say it. <laughs> oh my God, I make that same note again later when they're talking about Rufus at, towards the, uh, in the little bit. I go, oh. <laughs> Victor really just said, bye bye, Rufus. <laughs> <clears throat> Joy is still passed out and Fabian screams, I can't find her pulse. So then Victor steps in and says it's there faintly. So she's not dead. That's good. Nina comes down and notices there's a tear of gold on the mask. And Victor like kind of stares at it dramatically. And then he decides to give it to Joy, who then wakes up and is like, what happened? And Patricia goes, stupid heroics. That's what happened. Um, So we love this character growth for Victor. I love that he has this arc where he like realizes he cares more about his kids than he cares about eternal life because he didn't take the, the tear. And then I was thinking about it because, like, Joy instantly, like, without thinking, steps in to, like, jump in front of the, like, fiery ghosty ball thing to save Fabian. And I'm like, do you think Nina would have done the same if she was in that position? And I kind of don't think she would have. I, I don't think she know. would let Fabian take the fall for her. But she, also, she's putting on the mask, like, for all of them. And does she think that's she's going to die if she puts on the mask? That's true. I don't but, know. like, she's going to do it anyway because that's, like, the only way to get Sankara to, like, not kill everybody. That's a good point. So she I was sacrificing she- herself there. She'd do it for her friends in general, but, like, if she wasn't gonna die anyway, and, like, Fabian, like, was gonna get hit by a thing, I don't know if she'd jump in front of it for him. Yeah. I don't think she would think about it is one of those things. And not, like, I don't mean that in a bad way. It's one of those things where I feel like, because it would happen so quickly, she wouldn't have the process to go, oh my god, I have to, whereas I feel like, and that just comes with, I don't want to say a certain level of loyalty, because that sounds like makes Nina sound like a shitty friend, but I think there's like, a- and I don't think she is. Yeah, but- you're not a shitty friend for like not dying for your friend. But- like, there's like a type of loyalty, or like there's a type of way your brain works and processes friendships that would mm-hmm. make it where, oh my god, my friend's about to get like shot or hurt. Like, I have to get in front of them. Whereas, yeah, that's not necessarily like a bad thing if you wouldn't jump in front of your friend, like your friends, to stop them from getting shot. Like, it's just one of those, mm-hmm. you know, it's just one of those things. It's kind of complicated. Yeah. I know this wouldn't have actually been funny, but what if Nina, like, tripped and dumped the last tear of gold? <laughs> <laughs> or she tripped and it lands on Joy so we could at least have her wake up, but yeah. Also, Nina like, just oh! casually puts her head on Jerome when, like, they're giving Jarena. the tear to Joy. Like, what? Oh, yes. I oh. forgot about that. Jarena. Oh, got around this episode. She was like, oh, my last episode, I better get time with all my men. I'm sorry. We that's got terrible. Nettie. We got Jarena. I we freaking love Jarena. Like, I think I've used that clip before, too. Siri, play cowboy like me. I use that <laughs> clip in my Jerome Womanizer video. Yeah, as you show. <laughs> also, the scene was, like, a lot. And it was just really dark. Like, I guess the scene in the previous one, it's just... We got people dying, people going to hell. Yeah. Yeah. This is a lot. For a Nickelodeon show, especially. Dying in a Nickelodeon way. <laughs> I said I was sad for Joy. I mean, not happy she's not dead, but like it's a lot for <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Like I'd like to imagine, like we were like teenagers, but like I'd like ten year old watching that. I feel like maybe that's, that's a lot. Yeah, this would be traumatic. I could see kids being scared of this that were under twelve. I almost wonder if that's why it was like aired so like it aired kind of like later at night mm-hmm. during the weekdays versus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like it was like eight p.m. usually, right? Yeah. Perfect for like a high school kid, but maybe not necessarily like an elementary school kid who'd probably be getting ready for bed at that point. Yeah. And that's why I think we got pushed to teen Nick eventually. Well, that and they were just trying to like let the burn it off. Letting it die. Yeah. 
they like we filmed this season but we're done with this show so we're gonna push it to teen nick but i feel like to some of it they also like thought that like a lot of the stuff with eddie in season three like is a lot for mm-hmm. a nickelodeon show I, yeah. there are scenes in season three that even like there's stuff here where where I think about it, I'm like, this is kind of scary. And there's a lot of that in season three. Like, them, yeah. like they're like all possessed. Yeah. yeah. I feel and that like was right were... when the show got sent over. I don't know if they some got... like, maybe there was like a pre-test screening or somewhere. And somewhere. they were like, this is too Someone's much like, this is too dark for the children. On Nickelodeon. Like, we're going to push it to Teen Nick. Because they're all getting possessed. They're like going to hell. Jerome Joy just making out. Like... <laughs> So the dust all settles from all this and Fabian and Nina are talking. And so Fabian's like, is she, or is Nina's like, is, is she really gone? And Fabian says, yes. And then they look at their arms and realize their marks are gone and they hug because they're so relieved. I said, wow, no more tats. I mean, clearly those were actually tats. Are we getting matching dark mark? Not dark mark. <laughs> uh, jackal tats. Marks tats. <laughs> Marks of news. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Anything can happen in Florida. <laughs> All right, so Eddie says, that was unbelievable. And Patricia asked how he knew what to do. And he explains it was like someone was telling him what to do inside his head. Alfie removes the gem from the mask to give to Jerome, but then Jerome's gone. And Amber tells him that was pretty brave. And then Alfie's like, you know, I've been thinking, and I think Amphie has a certain ring to it, though I may have certain conditions. And then I think Amber's like, all right, what are your conditions? And he says something about, like, we have to wear matching monster masks. And then they kind yeah. of cut off as they like, keep talking. But it was cute. Mm-hmm. Um. A- Amber apparently thinks that they should be called Albert. I said no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, they were being so cute in this scene, and I, I think it does show a lot of character growth on Amber's part, where she was—I don't want to say willing, like, because his conditions were obviously a little outlandish. And that was the point, but like the fact that she would be willing to listen to them, and I think Amber is one of those characters that has such good development. Because she does start the show off as, like, a spoiled rich girl. And she's very selfish, especially towards the beginning. And I don't think I don't think a lot of the way she treats Elfie is... I get why people don't like it, but it's one of those things where I'm like, she is a... Still to her core at this point, a rich teenage white girl. Like, obviously, she's got very high standards. And it's not even that, like... Like, she wanted Elfie to meet them, but at the same time, like, I think she just... I don't know. She wanted him to pursue her harder, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So everyone starts to leave, but Nina tells them that she'll meet them later. She asks Victor if he knew what would happen to Rufus when he put on the mask, and he nods and says, only the pure of heart can become a god. He's still looking at the mask, and then Nina says they should probably put it back where Rufus intended it. So when they leave in this scene, they're like, as if they ever, they they say like people are going to worry where they're at. I'm like, oh, they ever, like, since when do they worry about people caring where they are? Like asking where they are. Right. I guess it's because they're having a party. Like, are they worried about like people showing up to the party is literally just like Nick and Mark because nobody else is there. Okay. Brenna said where Rufus intended it and it's Robert. Sorry to correct oh. you. Whoops, I didn't, I didn't even catch that. Put Rufus it back where Robert mask. intended it. We don't care where Rufus intends the mask to go. Rufus <laughs> on his face and he wanted to be going to uh, like Egyptian heaven, field of rushes or whatever, but Rufus got yeeted into Egyptian hell. So Victor really just said good riddance to Rufus. He was like, <laughs> he's gone forever. That's all you I need. I mean, Rufus is a nuisance and kidnapped the kids. <laughs> So yeah, bye. We won't miss him. We will not. 
Nina also gives him a ring from his father and tells him that he says he's sorry. And Victor nearly starts crying. It's very sweet. Yeah, this is actually a sweet moment. I genuinely did not remember this happening. And it was kind of a nice moment between Nina and Victor of all people. It was a really good scene. Like it just, it, it made me feel things. And I'm glad they got a kind of closure scene between the two of them before the episode ended, given that Nina wasn't going to come back. I think they're like, they're a good place. I question the way they wrote this episode, though, knowing Nina wasn't going to come back. Right. Yeah. I'm like, not even like with the, as I mean, all our listeners should already know that Fabian and Nina get back together because I know so, why some shows do that when they fear cancellation. They don't want to like, yeah, they'd rather have to deal with having to, whatever like i know heartland the only reason amy initially got pregnant when she did was because they were like we didn't want the show to end without them having a baby they didn't know if they were getting canceled mm-hmm. or renewed so they wrote her at the end of that season as pregnant and then the show uh, continued on for se- it's continued on for several seasons since then so i think it's one of those things where they wrote them getting back together so if the show did not get picked up then they were at least mm-hmm. end game did they not know that they were getting renewed at this point no okay that makes more sense to me then. Because I like knowing that Nat's going to leave, like, this is just a- doing a lot. But I guess, yeah, if they thought this might be like the finale of the entire show, then it makes sense to do what they did. Mm-hmm. It's just how they handled her leaving in season three. It's not even how yeah. they handled <laughs> that knowing she was going to leave in season two. Because it was just, they went about it in such a weird and I will obviously talk about that in season three. Like, they, yeah, had, the season three they had time to come up with a better exit option. Yeah. So, back at the house, the party has started. Mara's in the kitchen, and she seems kind of distracted, but when Jerome walks in, she immediately yells at him uh, for missing the hearing, and she was like, I thought you changed, but then uh, Alfie runs up before he really gets to explain himself, and he returns the gem and says, your dad is going to be so proud of you, and then Alfie realizes he's interrupting something and leaves to get food. I love how they're throwing an end of exhibition party, but only for Anubis House. Always Anubis House. They're the favorites. Is the main character. I would love to see, like, a fanfic or, like, a, something from the point of view of, like, a student that lives in, like, another house. And Didn't someone just, was like, writing that in 2020 because they were making, like, they were making um, oh, yeah. HOA Stan Twitter, like, the characters. I think it, was it Tess? I think Tess was writing it. might have been, yeah. yeah. I'm like, so, like, we're all in that, it at one point. <laughs> weren't you, like, funny with Mick? Probably. And then someone, oh, that was, um... Oh my god, Lily put me into a fic with Mick for I was dating Mick. No, I was dating Mick. <laughs> I love that for you. Yeah. That came up on my time hop recently. I was like, oh, that was cute. I remember that. I, but, like, that is an interesting concept to explore. Because, like, the other characters, like, what do they think? Anubis House is always the main character. Every, the, Anubis House is the only people putting on plays. Anubis House is the only people that have parties. Anubis House is the only thing that's involved in anything in this school. Yeah, I need a spinoff comedy about, like... <laughs> Being a regular <laughs> student at this academy with no name. All they do is go to class. Oh my god, guys, we should make tick. Okay, have you seen? I'll just try to find one of those TikToks. But any of those TikToks that's like regular Maybe. student at like Pretty Little Liars High School, regular student at Riverdale. <laughs> yeah. 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 We should do something like that. We should. In our like House of Anubis outfits. But anyway, so. Mara realizes that Jerome was only looking for the gem the whole time, and he, he, uh, she was like, why didn't you just tell me? And he says he didn't want to put her in danger. Then, all of a sudden, Poppy and Mr. Clark walk in, and Poppy says, we did it, and they all hug. Very wholesome. Cute. I love Poppy and Jerome. Like, they're just, they're so cute. They're, they're such a good sibling relationship. Yeah. 
And the casting is like spot on. Like they yeah. they genuinely look like siblings. Yeah. I just said, bro, like tell her you got kidnapped. Right. Like literally, like you got kidnapped. Like she's mad at him and like rightfully show because he didn't show up. And like from her point of view, it's just like he just like ghosted and mm. didn't show up to his dad hearing. But like, what do you say? Hey, Mara, like I got kidnapped. Because Mara was all worried when she thought he was with like an uncle or an aunt or whatever, right? Yeah. And like she was worried, but then I guess she just like gave up on that, being worried about that. Maybe he didn't maybe that's part of the like didn't want to put her in danger. But like Rufus is gone now, so it doesn't even matter. Rufus is dead. So I would just be like, hey, like I got kidnapped and then she'd be worried. But then like Yeah. He's just like, yeah, I was getting the gem, lol. Really, realistically, it was like, the writers don't have enough time to have him explain, so we'll just... <laughs> they're, they're like, Mara can know nothing, including that you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> we have two minutes left in this episode, so <laughs> Mara gets to know nothing. The same reason why uh, Mara and Mick aren't going to get a breakup we're about to get to. Oh. So, so he tells his family to give him a moment, and then he goes back to Mara, just as Mick's walking in. Like, if you look in the background, you can see Mick's, like, entering the room from the front door. And then he's so... Jerome goes to Mara and says, Mara, will you please, please, please go out with me? Which, a little cringe, but okay. Um, and then she says yes, and then they kiss. And then uh, we see Mick awkwardly watching in the background, and he's just like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> uh, but it's, like, funny. He's not reacting very strongly. Like, I'd be a lot more upset. He's just kind of like, oh, like, no. man. Yeah, I'd be, like, I'd be like, yo, what the fuck? Like, they never like, oh, shucks. They're dating. She just kissed another guy right in front of her. He's not like, and then Alfie just does like the shoulder pat and like is like, "Ah, sorry, man." And (laughs) Bessie's confirmed. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I hate this so much. Just like, just give them a breakup scene. Yeah, they deserve it. They they really truly did. Like, the only thing I could possibly see as an explanation is, like, while they were all doing this stuff with Rufus and Mara and Mick were, like, coming back from the hearing, maybe there was a conversation that happened there. Like, I wonder if that's a deleted scene, even. I know. Or drop the deleted scene on Nick.com. Like, all it had to be was, like, they're leaving the hearing. Mara's upset about Mick, like, being sassy at the hearing and is like, I don't think I could do this anymore. Like, we should break yeah. up. Like, that's it. And then they and then cut back to the drama. would still be sad that, like, Mara kissed Jerome, but at least it wasn't like she's blatantly shitting at him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, well, it doesn't seem like they did because when we talked to Bobby, he was kind of like, oh, yeah, like, Mara just kissed Jerome in front of me. And I was just like, oh, no. Yeah, like, I don't even think they planned a breakup scene. So <laughs> Horrible. I also love how Alfie just came up, comes up to him and is like, come on, buddy, food will help. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I said, at least Mick has Alfie, I guess. We love I like Matthew. how they just decided that Mick and Alfie are best friends in these past two episodes. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> when Mick left, him and Alfie were not besties. I think they didn't have beef anymore, but they had beef for like most of season one. Yeah. And then season two, I guess they didn't really have beef because at that point Mick was with Mara and Alfie was with Amber, so they weren't fighting over Amber anymore. Alfie chum chatter messaging Mick every time he's up late with a Sabuna mission. Like, how's it going, buddy? How's Australia treating you? Like, <laughs> like best friends. They were just like Alex and Bobby are besties. Therefore, we're just gonna let them act like themselves right now. <laughs> we're gonna ignore the fact that these characters had beef and then proceeded to never interact again. <laughs> best exactly. friends. So Eddie is sitting on the couch with Mr. Sweet, and then he asks, "Hey, have you ever heard the word Osirian?" And then Mr. Sweet like almost chokes, and Eddie's like. 
Oh, and then Eddie's like, is that why you kept me away from here? And Mr. Sweet was like, I'll tell you everything, but not here. And then Patricia walks up and takes Eddie's hand and they walk away. Eddie and Mr. Sweet. I just, when they when they act like they're about to communicate and have a healthy father-son relationship, it gives me life. But um, yeah. I also, again, I have so many questions that are still unanswered yeah. and will never be answered. They will yeah. haunt me until my dying day. Like, you gotta get a writer on this show. Mr. Sweet. Oh, I'd love that. I have so many questions for the writers that they would be done with us. <laughs> you just be like grilling them. For, for like, yo, so like, why did Mick and Mara never break up? Like, did Mr. Sweet know about this? <laughs> Can you just wait? I'm going to come. You're going to, one of us is going to ask that. And I'm immediately going to be like, was Rufus Mr. Sweet's dad? And they're going to be like, just exit. <laughs> be out of there so fast. <laughs> well, no, realistically, they're going to be like, I don't know. <laughs> What a weird question. Can you elaborate? Like, Eddie, did Mr. Sweet knew Eddie was the Osirian? Potentially, yes. So, like, how is the Osirian? So, not to go back to Touchstone of Raw, but it sounds like, I don't know how it works for the Chosen Run, but it sounded like the Osirian was, like, its own thing. Just, like, basically using Eddie as a host. So, how does, like, how do... How, like, would the next Osirian be picked? Like, well, wasn't Victor like the Osirian? No, we don't know who Sarah's Osirian was. That's why I have the theory I thought that it was Victor. Is... <laughs> <laughs> what did I think it was? Did you just think I it was randomly? I thought it was Mr. Sweet, but I don't know. Like, so I thought it passed sweet. down, but no, no, no. So, like, again, my theory this, this is why my theory is it's Rufus, is because it was Rufus, is because Rufus went insane. Oh, and yeah, they, oh, in season yeah. three, they're like, they, oh my god, if the Osirian and Chosen One are together, they're like, bad things will happen. Because mm. it was like Victor, Sarah, and Rufus were like besties, but then there was yeah. a beef. Yeah. So I think so that's maybe. why I think it was Rufus. Then so what was Victor? Just vibing! Victor! He's the Fabian. He's the Fabian. <laughs> oh, he's in love with Sarah. <laughs> Probably, honestly. Like. <laughs> That was the yeah. vibes I honestly got from their interactions, was that Victor, like, had a thing for Sarah. 100%. 100%. So that's, yeah. Anything else on that rabbit hole? Because I feel like that's, that could be a whole we, podcast episode. Well, let's do it. That'll be our next, we, that'll be our season yeah. two recap. Maybe, like, Maybe this is, like, what we do once we run out of episodes to talk about. We just do deep dives on theories. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. Theories. Yeah. So Joy sits down next to Fabian and asks where Nina is. Fabian says that she's with her grand. So Joy asks if he wants to dance. And he kind of hesitates, but then Joy clarifies, like, just as friends. And then he agrees and everyone starts dancing. Joy and Fabian are cute and deserve better. Uh, Mara's dance moves. Like, girls, like... Yeah, she was, like, (laughs) breaking out the club. That was Tazy. That was not Mara. That was Tazy. (laughs) That was Tazy on the dance floor. These dance moves do not fit this character. Amazing. (laughs) She's in her, like, very conservative outfit. And she's, like... Doing her club moves. You know what? Give her Mara. Give the club Mara. <laughs> I would. I would wish to see more of mixed dance moves. Oh, yes, Sadly, me no, too. Because he's sad right now. I love mixed dance moves. Uh, I just said I love them. Petty was being cute. Jamie was being cute. Everyone was coupled off. It was really cute, except for Mick. Who was he? He was with someone. Was he still with Alfie? Alfie. Alfie. <laughs> yeah. So, oh yeah, because Amber was with Nina. Yeah. <laughs> Alfie and Mick is my OTP. <laughs> Power couple. <laughs> That's enemies to lovers. I'll be <laughs> I feel like Bobby and Alex would approve. They'd be like, yeah, you know what? Here for 
Gran walks in and then Fabian goes up to give her a hug. And then Nina starts coming down the stairs with Amber, who then runs down quickly to close the door and give Fabian and Nina some privacy. Nina and Fabian start slow dancing. And then Fabian says he, think they got it, he thinks they got it wrong when they broke up and that she's the one. And then she goes, the chosen one. And he says, my chosen one. And then they kiss. <laughs> so cheesy. <laughs> it was okay. so cute. You know, this is a really cute scene. And it just hurts knowing how they will end things. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're just being cute and soft and sweet and adorable. I said, but I mentioned this earlier, not them getting back together to break up the little ne- literal next episode, but you mentioned that they didn't know they were going to get renewed at this time, so it makes more sense to me knowing that. Plus, like, they just, they had, the Fabina fans would have had a fit if they didn't get back together at the end of the season. That's just, like, how kid shows work. They well, have to, like, the two people get no together. Reason. Like, they yeah. shouldn't, we're bringing up the stupid <laughs> Yeah, they should have been together the whole time. The plot literally would not have changed had them been together the whole time. Like, yeah, the they just could have like thrown some like cute little fluffy moments, and we could have focused on like the petty drama and the um, Jara drama and stuff. But, and, like, there still mm-hmm. probably would have been Fabina drama with like Joy, but like, yeah, Nina was acting like they were dating, even though they were not dating when there was drama yeah. with Joy. She's like, mm-hmm. "You can't Joy. I'm so angry." But it's like, if you're not dating, you can't even really be that mad. You can be mm-hmm. jealous. You can't even be that mad at him. You broke up with him. You be jealous, but that sounds like your own part. Like, I mean, like, she can be jealous and that makes sense. But, like, also she was way more angry at Fabian for his interaction with Joy. It would have made more sense if they were dating. Mm-hmm. Because, like, she was mad at him for, like, speaking to Joy, but they were not together. She broke up with him. Oh, also I said, how did ho- Nina get home and upstairs and no one saw? Because Fabian said she was with her Gran and then Gran came in. Did she come in with Gran? I think she must. So maybe, like, when they first got back, she, like checked in with her grand but at some point they all changed like every single person who was involved in sabuna and i don't know if mara changed because we didn't see a lot of mara this episode but every single person like at some point between leaving the the library and going getting back to the house changed like every single person put their party clothes on the party outfit their 2012 party outfits 2012 fashion is coming back guys i know we'll be back in our prime (laughs) I was went into Victoria's Secret yesterday, and they had the like the yoga pants, and they had all the sweatshirts that say pink all over them. Yeah, I broke out my yeah. old yoga pants from like eighth grade. They're <laughs> I'm wearing them again. It's hilarious. I'm glad I didn't get rid of them. I always thought I gotta raid my parents' basement because apparently I'll be a fashion icon if I yeah. bring back out the 2012 fashion. I'm, I like to think the newest kids would be happy about it. I think so too. They are all 2012 fashion icons. They are. They are. Oh, and then I said, my chosen one, LOL. We should, if our Redbubble got reinstated, we should make matching couple t-shirts that say the chosen one, my chosen one. No, no. Oh, God. Who would wear that? The chosen one. Some (laughs) random couple would find it and be like, oh my God, let's get this. And then we we would walk around. We put like. (laughs) It's for you and Brian. Oh. (laughs) Oh, I'll just make her and Brian shirts. The say the ch- <laughs> He's gonna be like, what is this? Like, he does not watch House him. of Anubis. I, he needs to come on for an episode. We'll, we'll pick a good one. A nice filler for I, him in season three. Well, I think he was to come on early in season three, so he doesn't completely, isn't completely confused. Okay. So we'll see what our schedule is. I think he should, I don't think, do Eddie and Fabian try to fight in the first episode or the second episode? Because I think that'd be a fun one for him. Be like, why are these two men trying to fight? <laughs> he has game ideas, too. I love this, yes. Yes. 
He's now a producer. <laughs> <laughs> He's my tech crew producer. Technical producer. <laughs> so once they are like kissing still, they don't they don't even give them the chance to like make out because Amber just opens the door immediately and shouts. Yay! They didn't even actually kiss, did they? They went like they were like leaning in. I thought they kissed like very quickly though. I feel like missed it. This show doesn't give anyone like a real kiss. They did give Petty some real kisses. Season three, they were just like kissing all over the place. I know. Season yeah. three, everyone was, was called Everyone Gets to Go Make oh, Out Time. Mick and Mara got to kiss a lot this season. They did they? Yeah. What early on? Yeah, early on, and in season one too, when they were together, they they like kissed all the time. Okay. I was spoiled. Mm-hmm. I feel like <laughs> I know because I've put them in edits. <laughs> I was like season two. I feel like they were going like the Disney route where they were like blocking yeah. the kisses. Were they out of their kish kish quotient? Gordon? Maybe, yeah. Let's and then season three, they're like, fuck it, we're gonna get cancelled anyway. They were like, <laughs> we're out. going to Teen Nick! Everyone make out! <laughs> we want some tongue action now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> I love a squad. Me too. I love the whole house being cute. This is one of my favorite scenes. Not even the Fabina, mm-hmm. just like the whole house being cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my, my friends. They're all happy and alive. And all hugging each other. Happy. It's like this and some of like the touch on a raw, mm-hmm. like solid squad scenes. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say what scene I really love in Touch on a Raw, it'll always make me happy. It's the this whole place is still standing despite our best efforts. That scene Crying. is the epitome of squad. Oh. It makes me oh. cry. It We're so spoiled that we got like a finale movie, honestly. Like honestly, mm-hmm. that we got yeah. yeah, that we got a legitimate movie finale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Insane. you'll see us when we recap Touch in a Raw and I cry the whole time, then what? But anyway, the scene then ends because we pan upstairs and Victor is watching. And then all of a sudden his ring starts glowing. He opens it up and he finds a single tear of gold. You can tell how passionate I feel about this based on my capitals and the random <laughs> symbols in the middle of this. <laughs> I I don't know. Even when this like officially, like this is one of those plot points that the older I get and the more I rewatch the show, the angrier I get about it. Because I feel like when I went from season two to season three, I was like, I don't really care. Like, I'm just getting new content. I don't really, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is kind of why I think I, I, I'm so easy to please with this kind of stuff. Like, I'm getting new content. I'm getting my faves again. Like, oh, it was, and then like, I can look back at it like a year or two later and I'll be like, oh my God, that was terrible. I was excited about it. But like, hell, you could bring all the Hustle News kids back for like a 10 year special and absolutely no one could like each other anymore. I'd be like, oh my God, I'm getting new content with my faves. Hated each other, I would be angry because I want squad vibes. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. No, no, no. But the entire movie would be them deciding to be friends again. That would be. Oh, it. okay. Then I'd be happy. They start hating each other and they all like reconnect. <laughs> if they well, reconnected, I would be happy. <laughs> but I was, again, I was thinking about this this morning. This was not even in my initial notes, and I was like, you know what would have been a great tie-up to the last tier of gold in that damn ring when Eddie died in Touchstone of Raw, not him actually dying, not like the Osirian dying and him temporarily dying, if Victor willingly gave up the last tier of gold then to Eddie. Oh, that would have been, been perfect. That would have been so good. And I'm like so mad now that I've been thinking about it. And I might be whipping out a Google Doc at some point this weekend and writing a damn fan fiction and thus the year 2023. You know uh, like, because I could do, I could, I love me some good angst. And I just, I think it would have been like a great, yeah. because at this, probably at this point, Victor knew, knows that whatever plays out, he's either going to die or he's going to leave the house. So, like, he because at the end of Touchdown Raw, Victor's just kind of given up, like, everything. Mm-hmm. So, if he was willing to give up that last year of gold to save 
Eddie. It would have been a great full circle moment. Yeah. Especially when the show started with him kidnapping what they thought was the chosen one. For him to then save the Osirian. Just grateful circle yeah. moment. And I'm mad about it. And I'm so mad that I, this at 7.30 this morning I thought about it. And now I can't stop thinking about it. Write the fic. I'll read it. Oh, yeah. I will write the fic. I gotta pick a Taylor Swift lyric to be the title. <laughs> Something about like one single tear of gold tied me to you. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. But anyway, look out for that fic. But that's the end of season two, guys. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, guys. Uh, I wish I had like a, one of those clapper boards just stuff. I used to have them from school, but yeah, I don't have one anymore. I was going to say ship of the week, obviously, is Nettie. So, um, no other. <laughs> no, I think Fabina gets this one because this is the last time Fabina can be the ship of the week. So I feel like yeah, they deserve it. I'll give it to Fabina. Uh, they tried to make a jar, but I'm angry about the way that they treated the situation. Same. But Fabina, they were cute. Yeah, Fabina was cute and drama-free and treated Joy respectfully, so I'm like, cool. Yeah. I will let you guys give Nettie half a point because you can't let... <gasps> Sweeney won't be... You get one more episode with me to give it any <laughs> point. <laughs> so... Thanks, one more, one more episode and then I'm free of this. Nina's gonna be gone and we're gonna be giving Nettie points. <laughs> I know. Honestly, yeah, probably... I will let up. you come up with I will let you make your crumbs but they will never be able to get ship of the week because she won't be there it's true, like it's true. season 3 when they say Nettie summer romance you know what I will let you have you know, that and one Eddie too. had a summer romance that was a really <laughs> I'll, let you, I'll let you have that one too thank you I actually think that is one of the few options in the season 3 premiere actually yeah. Amphie's got that really good hug so oh, yeah. it's, it's petty angst Season three from here. But brain cell of the week. I actually did say Patricia for the convincing lie to Victor, though then she did immediately lose it to the terrible um Schmeiberry thing with her and Alfie. I would also <laughs> like to say Eddie, but not Eddie himself, the Osirian part of Eddie. Osirian inside who, yeah. Eddie. Who I have now decided apparently in thus right now they're technically two separate entities. Well they are, or else Osirian couldn't die without Eddie dying. I'm gonna give one to Alfie too. Again, yeah, because he like ran, ran, grabbed the mask, ran yeah. away. Like, good for him. Alfie and Patricia get points. They get slight negative points for their bad Schmeiberry thing with Eddie. That yes, bad? that's true. But they were smart, other than they were stupid trying to talk in code. You know who doesn't get it this week? Mara for not breaking up with her boyfriend before kissing Jerome. You know what? So true. So for this week's something fun, we realized we have a lot of hot takes from season two that you guys submitted that we need to go over. So as a reminder, we have a link to our Google form for hot takes in our link tree. So if you ever want to submit us hot takes, that is still there. Feel free to send us any of your unpopular opinions or anything you want us to discuss, and we may talk about them. Um, preferably season three now that we're done with season one and season two, but you could always sprinkle in ones from other seasons. We can definitely address them. You could probably sneak some season two ones in still because we are going to try to do a season two recap. All right. So this first one, it says, Joy should have been the Osirian and the seed leaning up to the reveal totally makes it seem like she is. Nina and Joy as opposite light and dark chosen ones would have been amazing and plays into them being born at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. I wanted Joy to stay in the Sabuna plot line for the whole show since her disappearance kicked off the whole mystery. This is a really good one. That is an incredible hot take. That would have been cool. Like, I like Eddie as the leader of Sabuna in season three, but it would have been cool to make Joy the siren. I think it would have been cooler if Nina was going to stay, especially. Mm-hmm. 
Because if Nina stayed, that would be a really interesting dynamic. It would be an interesting dynamic in uh, season three, like, just to have Joy more involved with Sabuna, though, too. Yeah. I think the thing is, Joy was so excited to be involved in Sabuna, and then she left because the writers decided to be like, LOL, I still have a thing for Fabian, and now that Nina's been gone for 20 minutes, I'm going to go after him again. Oh, just... Like, she took it better this time than season two, mm-hmm. which is great. But it was just like, I don't know, it was irritating almost. All right, the next one. The reason Mr. Sweet was uncomfy when Poppy asked about her dad is because Mr. Sweet was the one who dared him to steal the gem. So technically, Mr. Sweet is the reason there's 30 years of bad luck and he feels guilty about it. I've heard Ooh. that hot take before, and I don't remember who originally said it. But I like it. It's an interesting theory. Like, it's an interesting theory. I like that, too. And it makes sense. I like, especially knowing like, that they were all friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love those little tidbits where we kind of like, are the head. I guess it's a headcanon, we'd say, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There are some really good headcanons for the show. So next one. Trudy should not have gotten her memory wiped. Having an adult ally is something the kids rarely ever got to have. I wish we'd gotten more episodes of Trudy being in the know. That would have been really fun. To have Trudy kind of, like, helping Sabuna in a way. Yeah. That would have been interesting, especially, like, the Trudy-Victor dynamic. With, like, if yeah. Trudy was trying to help them mm-hmm. and Victor was trying to, like, do his own that thing would... like, against them. Mm-hmm. That would have been some fun tension in the house. Plus, I just love Trudy, so more Trudy scenes would have just been fun. And she could have, like, helped mm-hmm. cover for them, too. Like, when people are like, yeah. where are the kids? She'd be like, oh, they're doing something with their uncle. Or, like, you know, like, she'd be <laughs> all able to help. Them with all... Probably with bigger lies. <laughs> All right, this is a very hot take, but let's go. Um, hot take, Sankara is a lesbian and her and Patricia would be a power couple. <laughs> I mean, I don't ship her with Patricia, but... <laughs> I mean, like, I see where you're coming from. I, I do see where there would be a power couple. However, Sankara is evil. And an Sankara adult. Also, like, yeah. And, yeah, she's, like, grown and Patricia's a teen. I mean, we said hot takes. I just... Yeah, that is a I hot get take. It. I understand it, but... No. I get it. I understand it, I but no. No, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, this one. Could, yeah. <laughs> Be like a ghost uh, romance. Those are good. Ghost lesbian romance. Wait, who? Sinkar and who? And Patricia. <laughs> if Patricia was dead, oh. No, <laughs> Sinkar like, is dead. Or they could both be dead. It could be a go- just a ghost romance. Like. Yeah, it's a ghost romance. <laughs> that, age, that age would not matter. You know who I could ship Sankara with crossover? Sankara and Odette, the lesbian ghost from Nancy Drew. <laughs> but Odette doesn't deserve that. Sankara's evil. Odette is a nice person. She did, however, possess somebody. But she d- still was not evil. Are they, but they can bond over possessing people. I always yeah. want to bond with people over possessing other people. Yeah. OTP. So this next one we did kind of discuss, but I'm going to read it anyway because we can deep dive into it a bit more. But season finale, Nina and Jerome interact when they are trying to save Joy. She rests her head on his shoulder, and I feel like this needs to be discussed more. Seems like it was something deeper. We love Jarena, yeah. Where Jarena stands. I think if presented the opportunity, I think Nina and Jerome would have made a good couple. I agree. So Yeah. They just have personalities. I think that would work together well. Probably and then it, probably in the same way they might even be similar to Jeroy in a way because Joy yeah. and Nina are so similar that I think it mm-hmm. could have been a very similar dynamic to that like the kind of like a little bit of love hate and then like they 
gets off to each other. All you need is beef is really when you like think about the things that you don't like yourself in yourself. That's why you don't like somebody. And, like... Yeah. So um, for that hot take, yes, I agree. I, you know, I wish we got more of them. Me too. So someone here says that um, House of Anubis inspired them to learn Senate, um, but it looks nothing like the version they use in the show. I had no idea that was a real game, so that's awesome. <laughs> okay, apparently it is a real game, but so not to bring up Nancy Drew again, and this is not a Nancy Drew podcast, and also Nancy Drew has been off for a full year and also doesn't come back till May, so I'm mad. But anyway, I was playing a Nancy Drew computer game, which is not the same thing as a TV show. I was playing like an Egyptian Nancy Drew computer game. Um, That's and, really on brand for you. <laughs> very on brand. Gamer girl Laura is thriving right now. <laughs> oh yeah, that's my gamer girl. Actually, that's what I'm going to st- stream the Nancy Drew like Egyptian game. <laughs> um, everyone, let me know if you want me to stream the Nancy Drew Egypt game. Anyway, yes, in do. the game, it was having me play Senate. And I was like, oh, I totally know how to play this because of House of Anubis. And then I did not know how to play it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so so I was playing virtual Senate, but it was not the same as House of Nubis Senate. So I was and not. Maybe Robert did that on purpose. Maybe Robert was like, oh, I'm going to use this game that like is from ancient Egypt, but I'm making it my own for the tunnels. Mm-hmm. So he basically made it like chess or like checkers. Chess. Yeah. Chess. Well, didn't they even say on the show it was like chess? Yeah. Yeah, it seemed less like chess, at least in the virtual version I played in this Nancy Drew computer game. I but don't know how accurate is it, that is. I mean, I don't... It Like, you had to move pieces around, but you had to move them in, like, a different, like, very specific direction. And there weren't, like, danger squares or, like, anything like that. Well, I mean, that's probably, like, the task more task-related than the version that the kids like trained on, though. Yeah, I thought I was gonna get, like, yeeted because I watched House of <laughs> <laughs> like I'm gonna die and it's like there's no danger square what do you mean <laughs> that's really cool though now I kind of want to look into it alright so this next hot take why does the show in- why does the show insist on making main characters American in a British show as Americans what is your view in my opinion as an Aussie they were trying to make the show more palatable for American viewers did they think that Americans wouldn't watch the show if the special ones weren't American it's low key annoying um, in my view well, I hate to tell you this. It was an American show. It was produced by American Nickelodeon in partnership with UK Nickelodeon. So even though it was set in the UK, it was always intended to be an American show. They do think that Americans only care about Americans. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like I genuinely I think that. that. I think you're, you nailed it with like, they had American main characters because they wanted it to be more palatable, palatable, like a hundred percent. I mean, Brad, and especially talking to, <laughs> yeah, especially talking to like, it was, was it, you just said Brad, right? I, I think it was Brad. He said, because he was saying like, oh, like they said that Katie, which is an American name, so I'm confused, but they said they had to name her KT because Americans don't have people named Katie. So funny. Yeah. That makes no <laughs> sense. <laughs> I've met plenty of Americans named Katie, but okay. I know. <laughs> yeah, it seems like, uh, I guess you could go back and listen to our interviews with Brad, but um it seems like they had to spend a lot of time trying to Americanize the show. So yeah. like it was never meant to be a British show, but I understand being annoyed because like, I think I know I would have enjoyed it just fine if it was a British show. Yeah. But... Like if it was the show about a bunch of British kids and the main character wasn't like, hi, I'm from America. Like I still would have enjoyed it. Also like it's weird because like the American producers basically said they had to Americanize stuff, but then proceeded to make Nina act like the most like weird person about being from America in the history of ever. 
Like, Americans yeah. would have known that we don't act like that. Mm-hmm. Really have to sell the fact she's from America, okay? <laughs> she has and then a we didn't have to do it with we, Then we didn't have to do it with Eddie or KT because we already had the aggressively American one. Catch us at the airport in Florida with our American flag suitcases. <laughs> I'm from America. <laughs> I sure as hell, hell would hope we're from America going to America. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. For the very first task with the amulets and then the hopscotch task, the concept behind them doesn't make much sense. Theoretically, couldn't you just run really fast past the beam before it got to your face and be okay? And the hopscotch ceiling came back immediately after it hits the ground, which means you could just walk through it and wait for it to come back up. Maybe there's like a weighted sensor. I don't know. But I stand by the fact that you could run past the beam and not be blinded. And then the second part to this is how the hell did Robert build an elaborate tunnel system underneath his house with booby traps in 1930? I have so many questions about the creation of the tunnels and the task. <laughs> well, that, that kind of like they almost address the like blinding beam thing in season three when Eddie's like, we could just deflect it with a mirror. What are we doing? You know, <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe they could have ran past it too, because like obviously that proved you know there were other options. They're just you know we don't we know Sabuna doesn't have many brain cells. Okay, but what if like if they ran past it, there was like another booby trap that they would have triggered. Yeah, or like That's same true. with the hopscotch. Like what if because they wait like you know we don't know the wall came. I'm down sure the show like, doesn't know either. Crush them. Robert's very high tech. That's why. What if Robert built the tunnels first on the house? That'd be cool. Because that almost I feels like what it would have to be. He'd have to have built yeah. the tunnels first. But then yeah. that would imply that the library also... Are, well, unless he'd started to build the tunnels, then built the house, and then, like, continued to build the tunnels. And then he also has a crypt on the premises. So, like, um... Oh, God. You need, I don't think either of you have read the, bo- the, the books, but the Inheritance Games. No. Um, um, now that I'm thinking about it, Robert is very much like the millionaire who died. And his, like, he had an elaborate mansion with all these like tunnels and like things so they, they are the same person i've decided now robert frobisher smith actually just became this rich billionaire in some i don't know where in fucking america he, he <laughs> became a bajillionaire built an elaborate house gave his money to a stranger well that makes sense because isn't robert frobisher smith like katie's like grandfather somehow even though katie's american yes which so doesn't that make sense, make sense. <laughs> From his first marriage. Okay, again, I'm sorry. From America. <laughs> so he's like, he like it's implied that they were well off, right? Like they were like a little rich. They had yeah. to have been, yeah. They own like and all so, the grounds of the school. Poor people like don't just go to Egypt, you know? Like, <laughs> all right, so the next one says, Joy should have been in Sabuna from the beginning of season two. When they had the Sabuna reunion in the attic, I feel like Patricia should have invited Joy because Sabuna is literally the reason she got to come back to school and Joy knows a ton of the secret info about the teachers already. Yeah. I agree. But also at the same time, then Jerome also should probably have been involved because he was That's true, yeah. actually heavily involved in Sabuna. And I think, I don't know if this is going to sound bad or not, but it seems like Sabuna's got their hard cap at five people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The only reason they could add people was because Nina left and then Amber and then left. Amber left. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah, like I, I get, I kind of wish we got to see more Joy Jerome interaction with Sabuna, yeah. but I also get, get why they didn't get invited to the attic. I feel like Jerome would not have wanted to be involved even if he got invited. I really do. Yeah, I feel, I like feel like Jerome like... like keeps accidentally getting involved with Sabuna. Like yeah. he really doesn't want to be involved, but like. He just keeps getting like keeps accidentally getting involved. In. Well, like I feel like, like Joy and, does want to be involved. 
And then she stops wanting to be involved. That's a whole season three thing. But like even in Touchstone of Raw, when like they're like, they kind of are aware of something big's going on. They're kind of just like, LOL, not our problem. I mean, I went to him. I thought I was going to die. It was like either worry about graduation or just go get involved in something that I know it's going to probably be dangerous. I might be like, LOL, yeah. Um, probably don't want to get involved. <laughs> I mean, I agree. But at the same time. Jerome and Joy, like, when they got together, they were like, this Sabuda shit's crazy. Like, we're done. Joy and Jerome definitely on one of their dates have been like, so, let's talk about the bullshit with our friends. There's some trauma <laughs> bonding there for to, sure. They, they probably had, like, a 45-minute rage about them in Sabuda yeah. in general. <laughs> All right, and then the last one. This is really funny, but why did the exhibit not have CCTV? Like, surely a place with countless priceless artifacts would have cameras to stop thefts. And then if they did, then everyone would have known it was Vera that stole the ox bell and not Fabian. Honestly, yeah. Um, it's like how they forget they have cell phones. <laughs> okay, but they would have had to install... I mean, it's like the library. They probably should have had cameras in anyways, just because it's... Oh, old. Victor installed cameras in the freaking house. That's just true. He could have easily done it. <laughs> He could have used the same ones. Maybe stuff, so he like shut down the cameras in the library. Or maybe he's afraid because like he got yelled at for the ones in the house. He's like, I guess like we won't put them in here because we'll get in but, trouble. Like, you have a like expensive exhibit. You should in fact. Yeah. Or do you think he purposely didn't put cameras in there because he knew he was going to be snooping around trying to get I, the Alexa's wife? I think he's doing shitty stuff and that he didn't yeah. want to get caught on camera. Like, and he probably could like have Mr. Sweet be like, we don't do cameras in here. I mean, I'm sure there's probably some structural integrity because they'd have to, like, drill them up into the ceiling. So maybe they were like, no, we can't mess with this old library from the, yeah, from you the know, first, yes. 1890s. I don't know. Um, did we say the tunnels in general? And did we talk about this one that says petty as sexual tension? <laughs> Where's that? There's one that says, um, Joyce and the Siren. Um, did we say, I think we did talk about uh, Amber and Nina were rude to Joy. Let's see. There was one about Petty having sexual tension. Let me find it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maybe we can talk about that if you. And then there's one about Brad and Talia's chemistry and that Nina should be with Jerome. I think we may have talked about it last time we did this. But we could talk about it again. <laughs> I can't find it anymore. I saw it under the season two ones. Let me click Control F. Petty. Just, just control. Oh, this is for House of Silence, but like a general petty note. I truly feel that Petty had way more sexual attraction to each other than the other characters. All the couples were Nickelodeon friendly. There was no overt sexual stuff with Petty. There was so much implied. Did we talk about this? I feel like uh, that Jason Berkeley just had chemistry. Yeah, because they, they definitely dated. So. <laughs> <laughs> Emily's like. <laughs> I have a right yeah. to be silent. I, like, <laughs> I, have, I have thoughts on both of those things. I'm like, I don't know how much you want to get into this. I just said, I'm like, dude, I don't really want to get into it this much on the podcast. <laughs> I, you said dated. I was going to say, we're all at least friends with benefits, and I'm just going to. It's, we don't need to go into detail on any uh, theories there was that we have chemistry there. about their real life relationship in the podcast. However, yeah, I do feel like a lot of it was that Jada Berkeley had good chemistry, and mm-hmm. then some of it may have just been uh like the way they wrote Petty versus the other characters because they were kind of like a enemies to lovers, not really enemies, but you know what I mean situation yeah. that they like heard yeah. a lot that the like vibes they had had more chemistry because 
like Fabina, they just wrote to be fluffy, but then like getting pissed off mm-hmm. at each other. And then and like even Amphi, they wrote to be like fluffy. Amphi, they either wrote to be fluffy or like they were like arguing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas I think the only one that's like up to par with Petty is Droy. They also had a lot mm-hmm. of tension. Oh yeah, Droy did have a lot yeah. in season three. I think it's one of those things where I, as an adult, am now like sometimes when I watch things, I'm like, would this couple fuck or would they not fuck? And then there's the characters that I think would not fuck end up having babies. And I'm like, no, you're not allowed to do the baby making. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> this is one of those things where I'm like, sometimes when I'm watching like even like, and I, I think I know it's more with like half hour comedies and stuff or like family friendly shows. I'm like, what do you mean this couple's having a baby? They do not do the dirty. They're too sweet to do the dirty. Which I guess is kind of like the same thing with like watching like teenage. I don't want to. Well, teenagers is like weird now because like, now we're adults and they're teenagers. But like yeah, we're gonna like, pretend in my mind that these people are the same age as me because like when I watched this, mm-hmm. they were. But, like, yeah, it's like I still me. see them as the same age as me. I still see them as the same, same age, age when I watched me. it. So it's like, I don't want to speculate about teenagers as an adult because I feel weird. But it's like, also, mm-hmm. like, we're going to take from the perspective of I think of these characters as the same age as me because they were the mm-hmm. same age as me at the time. Well, they were actually yeah. older than me at the time. Um, mm-hmm. And that, like, yeah, I think that House of Anubis for, like, chemistry tension vibes is better at writing almost like enemies the lovers type things such mm-hmm. as Droy and Petty. And that's why, like, Droy and Petty have more tension it feels like than some of the other chips i think in general it's easier to do tension for a kid's show through enemies to lovers because it would be too on the nose to do tension for like a a happy couple you know like they can't do that it's nickelodeon but you could like apply it through enemies to lovers yeah and like still have it be appropriate Mm -hmm. i think got away with more because they were on t-nick at that time yeah (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say like i feel like jerome and mara would 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 fall into the would fuck category mm-hmm. i'm sorry mm-hmm. um i agree though i agree what am i thinking there was another weird one i, feel I like could also see mara and baby <laughs> you're not wrong there i feel like mara yeah, actually <laughs> also fall into the would fuck category but like only after they got a little intoxicated who maybe we have to do another ship and a ribbon but instead of ship and a ribbon it's like <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> Jerome, I would say yes. I Jerome just gives me vibes of being really horny. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I would agree with that. <laughs> Jamber and Mamber would fuck, but Amphi and Mikber would, or not Mikber. I think they would, but Mikara in like, a different not. way. Oh, I think Mikara would. It, it, more in a like, like, do you mean like, it depends what way you mean. Like, I think they would, but in a like, we're in a loving relationship, we love each <laughs> yeah. other way. Yeah. Whereas I feel like Jamber would like, this is weird. Again, we're gonna pretend they're not teenagers. <laughs> yeah, Jamber would like Jamber would like get drunk and fuck. Well, that's how I feel about Mara and Fabian. And then Amber would be texting Nina in the morning, like, "Oh my god, oh, no. you'll never guess what I did." <laughs> <laughs> and then Nina would be like, "Stop! I did that last month." Jerome just collecting Anubis house girlies at people's weddings, okay? Everyone's streaming all these womanizer videos. <laughs> on that note, music, musical wheat on YouTube. Anyway, um, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, thanks for sticking with us, too. I'm so glad we finally got through season two, and I'm really excited to dive into season three. We will see if we're, I don't want to promise we're going to be more consistent, but I would like to. 2023, post more episodes. 
Maybe we'll be we'll see what we can do. it with season three because season two is just Holy a really long season. A... We've been on season two for years. Yeah. <laughs> I also have a more consistent job schedule now, so that'll help. Yeah. So maybe we'll make it work. And then I'm really, I don't want to promise anything because I like literally have no, I don't, I'm not hinting anything here when I say this, but I would like to get more guests on and I'd like to like work at trying to get guests on again. Yeah. Kind of, like, stopped that for a bit when things got busy but yeah there are some people i'd like to reach out to and yeah, see this if is, we guys this is, this is generally not an easter egg like we haven't reached out to yeah. anybody no so easter egg. Like, i don't there's nobody i'm talking to right now oh, that's like gonna be on the show but i'd like to try again basically speculating but we would love to have guests yeah anyway so social media you should follow us we are uh, Anubis Backwards Pod on Instagram and TikTok, and that's our Gmail. If you ever want to email us, we did. We got a sweet fan mail uh, email the other day, so we're just Anubis uh, Backwards Pod at Gmail. Yeah, you guys should go in our inbox and read it. It was very, oh, it was very sweet. Thank you. I'm gonna go read it. Yeah, and then we're. I think we're Anubis Backwards Pod on Tumblr as well, and then we're definitely Anubis Podcast on Twitter. Basically, if you find any one of these um, social media links, we have a link tree, and then like everything is in the link tree, so you can find us everywhere. You can find our personal accounts, and uh, yeah. That's the best way to see when we're going to be producing another episode. Plus, you should really follow Instagram because I think it's going to get chaotic over there when we, the three of us, meet for the first time in person. It's going to be stories. Just yeah. Well, no, if you don't think I'm not taking a story at the airport, like it's time. <laughs> and you don't know me. You're going to get Epcot TikToks. Let's yep. follow our TikTok for the Epcot content. Yeah, I'm going to be. Oh yeah, we'll probably be really going ham on our socials. Yeah, it's going to be the all three of us together. good. This is the time to follow. Please follow. Yeah, everyone follow us because in like a month and a half, like we're going to be together. (laughs) And it's going to be chaotic. It's going to be great. It's going to be chaotic. But anyway, Sabuna, and we'll see you guys later. So much I wanted to say. The way I see it, is there anyone there?